All right, well, thanks for coming. It appear, it's, it's occurred to me there must be some sort of thing that people do on the internet where they communicate really quickly because everybody found out about this uh, in a hurry, um, Twitter or something. Anyway, um, so I am. I'm stepping away from, uh, I'll use this. Is this, is this on? Yep. So I'm stepping away from full-time driving in the Cup Series, and I'm not taking any questions, so thanks for coming. <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. Um, I think I, I owe it to you guys, um, and, and I'd like to share my reasoning and, uh, and then allow you guys to ask some questions and, and talk about this. Uh, but before I get to my, to my reasons, I'd like to just talk a little bit about my career and things that, that are important to me. And, and, um, when you're done, Bob, I'll be. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to say, first of all, this is about the most uh, scared I've ever been about something, just talking about this and, and, uh, and going through this whole process. So bear with me on that. But I've been racing for over 20 years. It's been something that I wouldn't trade for anything. I have no regrets. It's been a blast. And I owe uh, thanks to a lot of people, uh, my family. Um, my mom, my dad, and, and, uh, and all the people who have become like family through racing from Capitol Speedway and Holt Summit, Missouri, all the way to Daytona, and you know, Mike Helton and Lisa and, and Brian France and, and uh, you know, everybody at the top of the sport. And I've had so much fun meeting everyone, I've had so much fun uh, driving. I mean, guys, there's nothing I love more than driving down a corner at 190 miles an hour sideways next to the best people in the world, you know, the best drivers in the world. And, um, and so, yeah, my competitors, uh, you guys are amazing. You can be jerks sometimes, but let's be honest, I can be a jerk too. So, <laughs> um, but what you've done for me, my competitors, all of you, is you've pushed me and you've made the, um, when you win one of these races or you do well, you know that you have beaten the best and it feels almost impossible in the process. But then when you're done, you, it's the most amazing feeling ever. And that's because of how good all, all of you guys are. And so thanks for letting me be a part of that group. To all my crew members and team members and people who built these cars and worked on all of these things and and uh, you know Jason Hedleski, my spotter and Randy Fuller and, and Dave Rogers who's become one of my best friends and um, the team owners I've driven for Mike Mittler, Jack Roush, uh, Coach Gibbs there are no better men on earth and I'm glad to have been around them and to see how they do things and to to have been a part of that and without racing I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to do any of that um, so the fans, the fans have been spectacular. Jack Roush said, you know, we could all go do all this and race around on a field with nobody watching, but that wouldn't be any fun. I mean, the fans are what make this great. Uh, my buddy, the late, great Bob Healy, used to say the world's all screwed up because all the people that are qualified to fix it are busy messing with cars. And I think that sums it up. There's some really great people in the sport. So, and the media, thank you guys. I know when I first came in the sport, all you did was write nice things about me, and I thought that's how it was always going to be, and I really appreciate it, and I thank you, but, um, you know, then we went through some down times, and now we're, we're good again, so um, if any of you are planning on writing bad stuff, you don't get the free subway on the way out, so just let that be known. So we get to the reasons. Why, why would I step away from all of that? And, and the reasons are pretty straightforward, and there are three of them. Number one, I am truly... Person, I'm personally satisfied with my career. And I know right now you're thinking, uh, you don't have a championship. Well, I mean, Jimmy's got some extras if he wants to send one my way, but, but truly, I mean, you guys know 
you guys know that I don't race just for the trophies. This has always been a, a really, this has been a neat journey for me. And it's always been something that I've been rewarded by the challenges. And there's some race car drivers sitting here, Ricky, and you know how it is. It's scary in so many ways to go racing. I mean, initially, first time I stepped on throttle in my dad's race car, I mean, I thought I was the greatest driver ever. And I, about a half a second later, I pulled my foot right off and I couldn't get it to go back down. <laughs> and I thought, uh, man, this is gonna be tough. And so you go from that to, you know, working up the courage to get, ask people to drive a car to being put in situations where you know if you drive well and you win, you get sponsorship and, and everything works. And going through that whole process and becoming a better person, a stronger person, a better competitor, a better teammate, a better friend to people, um, that's a big deal to me and I feel accomplished. And I know when I sit in that race car that, that I, I am the best race car driver I can be. And so whether or not I have that championship, that I'm really satisfied with that. So that's long-winded version one. And remember, I am long-winded, you guys know that, um, but I'm saving you like a whole year of this stuff by doing it this way. <laughs> so um, second reason is that, and I'm not gonna get any sympathy from anyone in the room, but this is an all-encompassing thing. You guys, we do this and it's full-time. And not just the physical time, but I wake up in the morning thinking about racing. I think about it all day. I go to bed thinking about it and I have dreams about racing. And that's just how it is. I've been doing that for 20 years and and I need to take that time right now and devote it to people and things that are, that are important to me, things I'm really passionate about. And, um, and the third reason is my health. I can stand here healthy, and that's a testament after all the racing I've done and all the stupid stuff I've done in a race car. That is a true testament to NASCAR, to the tracks, to the people who've built my race cars, to my competitors, and to the drivers who've come before me who, who haven't been so fortunate. Having said that though, it's a risky sport. I'm aware of the risks. I don't like how it feels to take the you know, hits that we take. And you know, I'm a sharp guy, and I wanna be a sharp guy in 30 years. And so those, those risks are something that I wanna minimize. Now, if I put those three things together, that brings us to the timing of this. Slight shock, I know. I keep thinking about that scene from Forrest Gump where he stops running. <laughs> Everybody's like, what? <laughs> so um, if I put those three things together, the timing for me to do this is, is now. And that's where Coach Gibbs comes in. I don't know if Coach is in here. Um, hey, thank you for allowing me to do this. This is a personal decision. If I, if I wanted to race next year, I know I, I, so I've heard, I shut my phone off, but. Um, I've heard people think I'm going somewhere else or doing something else. If I'm going to get back in a race car, which, you know, I'm not saying the R word here. I've seen how that's worked out for guys. But if I'm going to get back in the race car, I'm calling Coach Gibbs first. There is no better race team. There is no faster car than the Toyota Camry. There's no better engine. There's no better crew chief than Dave Rogers. There's no better, better crew. And I, I, I'm going to race here. And, and so thank you. When I walked into his office and said, hey, Coach, this is, uh, this is something that's important to me. Is this possible? I, I've told him this. I looked at, made sure that, uh, check which hand the ring was on because I thought it was coming. And, um, and instead, he stuck out his hand in a much different way. And he said, he said, I admire you for being able to make a decision like this, and I'm going to go to work for you. And that's the type of person Joe Gibbs is. That's the type of organization this is. I cannot thank him enough. So those are my reasons. 
satisfied with my career. I'd like to spend time on other things outside of it. And, and my health is important to me. And I, I am healthy. Everybody texted me yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm great. And, and uh, all the people close to me are healthy. I appreciate those, those concerns, but that's, that's not an issue. So do you guys have any questions at all? Yeah, so we'll have uh, Jessica and Alicia's with the mics here. So we'll bring Lee, you to Lee, how could you Lee. not break this early? Like you've done everything else in my career. Oh, you've been in Hawaii? I separated myself. That is no excuse. I so. can't put racing out of my mind. Anyway. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right. what, what does the next chapter look like for Carl Edwards? And in this past year, you took some pretty major hits on the racetrack. Did you yeah. have any concussions or anything that might have put you more closer to the decision that you've made today? Okay, so the, the first question, I, I have a lot of interests outside of racing. Um, I've really enjoyed, uh, there's a lot of aviation stuff, a lot of uh, the agriculture thing has been great. Um, and I, I, but I love the sport and I think as much as I can, we get some really exciting things coming up we're gonna talk about later. I'd really like to be a part of this and be close to it and there's no telling what we could do together, Coach Gibbs and I going forward. But I don't have anything solid yet. I have enjoyed the broadcasting stuff. I'd be really open to any of that stuff. Um, I used to think that that would be no fun, but the more I've watched, and I've watched how much fun people are having with it, and, and um, yeah, that, that could be something that's neat. Um, and then what was the other part of your question? Did you suffer any concussions last year in the five days you go throughout the course of the... So, like I said, I'm 100% healthy, but I am aware that there's, I mean, it's a risky sport to put on a helmet and a fire suit to go to race, and I am aware of the 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 current consensus that that you know like any let, let me say it this way like anybody in a contact sport i realize that there might be long-term consequences to that stuff and that's a piece of the puzzle that's a part of the factor but there there are multiple parts to it thank you are you going back to hawaii or did you just did i cut your vacation short all right, sweet. <laughs> I'll tell you about my vacation plans later, but Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Um, Carl, is, when did this hit you? Some, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, that it was yeah. December 21st or something. You don't talk a lot about your family, um, but people are talking about your family right. being part of this, and certainly you have kids at home and a, and a wife, and, uh, and also any thought about running for public office, which is something <laughs> people are talking about you being the governor um, of your state down the road. Okay, so I do have... Um, which part? I'm sorry. What was the first part again? Okay, so yeah, like I said, I, got, I mean, you guys know I'm a private person. I mean, I, I just, I am, and, and I, I value that. I think it's important. And, um, but like I said, the, the, the time that this takes, I, I, I'll say this, that I want to be able to spend time on things outside of the sport that are important to me. I, and I, I really, I think it's the right thing to do. And as confusing as this whole Thing might be to people. This might not make sense to people. I mean, that's that's the the risk you take with something like this. And um, I have to be honest. It, it it's uh, makes you nervous to think. Uh, for me to do something like this and wonder if everybody understands or not. But but really, I'm. That's part of the what I talked about earlier about growing as a person and the things this sport has taught me. Um, anyway, I'm getting long-winded. But but yeah, I'm. I'm excited to be able to spend time on things outside of the sport. Yeah. So I had been thinking um, what I thought was you know, a reasonable amount about kind of the, how this would end. I'm always, I always think about things going forward. Um, and in my mind, I had I'd considered uh, next year being, being my um, 
my final year, but I hadn't put really a lot of thought into it. And after Homestead, I had some time to sit, think, and reflect about all this. And for those three reasons that I, that I gave you, I thought, man, it just, I can't come up with a good reason why now isn't a good time. And, and so I presented that to Coach. I, know, I didn't know what he would say. And, and like I said, he, um, he and the sponsors, I mean, everyone uh, accommodated me in a way I just didn't expect. And it, it, uh, that means a lot. Okay, so I do have really strong feelings about our country and what it means, uh, what, what America's about, and the, the principles that keep us, um, keep us free and safe from, from the, the biggest risks in history. And, and so I, I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm not prepared right now to, to participate in any public office or anything, but I am very open to helping that cause and helping the cause of liberty and, and freedom and, and what it is uh, that America is about. Let's go to this side of the room over here. Steve Richards with PRN Radio. Carl, uh, was there a defining moment that served as a catalyst for all this? That's a, that's a very interesting question. Um, sorry, it'll be an interesting answer. I hope you'll bear with me on it. But there are times, the people close to me know that I follow my gut. and. As, as an analytical as I am and as, as much as I wear people out about the details, Coach can attest to that, I do. I follow my gut and um, sometimes I just, I just gather what's around me and I say, look, if all signs point to this, then that's what I need to do. That's what got me here in the first place. Um, the way everybody looked at me when I announced I'm doing this is the same way people looked at me 20 years ago when I said, hey, I'm going to drive a race car for a living. <laughs> like, you're crazy. I mean, I... Literally, people laughed at me. But that same way of thinking applies now. I really believe it's the right thing. It's a, it's a personal thing. I feel strongly about it. I'm very confident in it. And, um, and so, no, there was not one thing. Just a, a series of those things over time. I'm sure it's the, the right direction for my life. Jenna, I can't believe you actually wrote the subway thing. That was pretty funny. I thought you meant you'd quote it to, like, other people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm uh, Carl, you've, you've repeatedly said you're walking away from full-time racing. Right. Could there be other races? Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. What, what I'm doing right now, and I hope you guys will accept this because I know it, it's hard for – I mean, Coach and I have had these talks. I'm, I don't have any intention of going back full-time racing. I don't, have, I don't have a plan to drive a race car right now. But I know enough about – I, know, I just know how things work, and if it comes up and the right opportunity is there and at that moment it's the right thing, then for sure I'd entertain it. And, and, but like I said, the first person I talked to is coach. And, and losing the championship the way you did and the, the, the sting, the inevitable yeah. sting that had to come from that, might things have been different if you'd won the championship? It's a good question. In a lot of ways, I think it I don't want to start down. But I don't know. I'll say that. I mean, who knows? Um, might have made it easier. Um, let me tell you about Homestead, though. I'm glad you brought that up. With 30 laps to go, like 40 laps to go, 30 laps to go, 20 laps to go, that's what I live for. I mean, that is it. That is racing to me. I mean, Dave and I had worked all year to be in that moment, to pass, to battle with Jimmy, and then to be able to pass Joey and Kyle for the ultimate prize 
driving just as hard as I could and, and to be in that position and to know that day we were getting it done. I mean, that literally, that's what I live for. And that, that, that part of Homestead, uh, for me personally, I won. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. And the outcome, obviously, I wasn't happy with, and that's frustrating and everything, but I, I, feel, I feel really good about that. Uh, over the years, compared to when you came in, um, has the enjoyment factor of racing, has the fun factor diminished for you, and did that play any part in wanting to do something else? But that's a good question. I've always liked the adventure of things. I really I do. And when you ask about what I've got in store in the future, um, there are a lot of things I'd like to do. Um, but, but yeah, to get back to your question, I like, I like the, a new challenge. I like something that, that fully you know, uh, takes all of my attention. And, and I think anybody can tell you that a career that's, that's lasted this long in any sport um, you know, it, it becomes less of a challenge and you get a little bit less of that. But look, I've raced at least, I think, almost a thousand NASCAR races. I ran the Xfinity and the Cup Series full time for seven years. And what I said at the beginning is absolutely true. I don't, I don't regret one bit of it. Um, so if I go forward, would it be as exciting and all that as it has been? I'm not sure. But um, so, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a part of that. Uh, Bob Pockers, ESPN. Um, during banquet week, you said, I will appreciate the championship. We win more because of it. Yeah. So how do, we, how do you get from that yeah. to where you are today? I don't know who was interviewing me there, but um, I got to champions week, and I had a lot on my mind. And then that, I just kind of felt uh, it kind of took me off guard to start talking about it again. I hadn't talked about it with anyone. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say this whole thing was easy or clean or perfect or, I mean, this isn't the, you know, there was no epiphany moment. Um, this has been something I really thought a lot about and, and it, it wasn't easy. So, you know, pardon me if I went back and forth a little bit about it. Kenny Bruce with NASCAR.com. Carl, you've, um, you've talked a little bit about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've made it a point to do everything in your power to spend time with your family, from staying in Missouri, flying back and forth. Uh, that's been an important part to you. Uh, will and then you also talk about, you know, how how passionate you are when you get involved in something. You yeah. like to go all in on it. Are you trading one passion for something else? And the time spent with family and other thing is, is not going to be much different, not going to be impacted by that? Or do you feel like you're going to be able to spend more time with them? I'm sorry. So you can explain what exactly Okay, so you've, you've gone out of your way to make sure that you're able to spend time with your family. Yes, yep. Racing obviously takes a lot of time away from it and everything. But if are you going to be doing other things that are still going to impact how much? Are you saying right now am I going to go jump into you know the yeah, and go all 2020 in, presidential race or something crazy? No, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Um, no, I, I'm I'm going to take some time. Um, that's one of the beauties about this decision. I don't have a there's no life raft I'm jumping onto. I'm just jumping, and um, and in a way it makes it easier because I'm not being swayed by some carrot out here, something going on. There is no new manufacturer ride coming in in three years that they're paying me a fortune for. There is no, you know, there's nothing like that. And so um, this is a pure, simple, personal decision. And, um, and for that, I'm grateful. Okay, and also 
recent retirements, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Did that have any impact? Did you did you look at that at all, and did that kind of get the thing started for you? Um, I'll tell you something. Um, I I have learned a lot from my competitors, truly, and I, that's one of the only things I wish I had done a little better, and hopefully I still can. Is spent more time with those guys, and and you know we're it's such a it's a it's an interesting relationship because we're competing against each other, each other so hard, but there's so many things we can learn from one another. And as I've become closer with a lot of these guys, um, you know, I think there, there, is, there is more to learn from one another. But it's, it's a long-winded thing to say, but there was nothing really particular about any of those. This is my decision, and, and it's, it's something um, that I made on my own. And I want to say one other thing about my... Uh, teammates. I don't know if Denny's up yet, so he might not see this, but um, they're awesome, guys. My teammates are amazing. I've heard people say, I, somebody said, well, wait, wait, can you not get along with your teammate? Guys, this place is, the, the, I have the best teammates in, in the sport. They're, they're great. Um, I mean, and, and I have not always been the best teammate. I have been a self-centered jerk at times. I know that. That's been pointed out to me by multiple teammates. In my, <laughs> but they they have made me better, and I'm I'm better because of them. And so, um, so yeah, they. Uh, I just want to make sure I thank them. Okay, I think we had Brian right there, Tom. Brian Nelson with MRN. So Carl, um, since word broke yesterday, a lot of the folks in this room have written a lot of flattering articles nice about your you. character uh, that's been displayed over the years. And um, Nate had a quote that said, you've always lived your life by the Midwestern mentality. Uh, pretty simple, do your job, do your work, be kind to people and your reputation will follow. So as you look back on your career and a lot of the things, I, I am thinking specifically about you going to the 22 pit box after uh, the incident in Homestead. You talk a lot about just wanting to do the right yeah. thing. Are you focused on that or are you aware of yourself as a role model and, and the, how you're perceived by others? Man, I don't know. Um, oh, it's very flattering. But um, yeah, just so um, yeah, I just want to. I just want to be a good person. Yeah. So. Tom. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Damn camera shutters are killing me there. <laughs> yeah, the lighting's awful, though. I'm sorry. I just, just nice of you to say and just think about the, you know, I, I, I want to, it's important to me to be, a, um, to do the right thing and, um, I do not always do the right thing, and I'm, you know, just like anyone, there are things I wish I could do over, and that's that. Okay. Hi, Carl. Tom yep. Jensen, FoxSports.com. You referenced as your third item, your health. Yep. How much of watching Dale Earnhardt Jr. go through a really, really long recovery period yep. for a very serious concussion have an impact on, on your thoughts, or did yeah. it? I think everyone paid attention to that, and I'm telling you, Taylor Hart Jr. is a hell of a guy. He is a guy that, that I look up to. Um, I mean, we've had our differences, but he's never shied away from telling me exactly how he feels. And 
He's, I think everyone in the sport paid attention to that. And I have a lot of respect for him. And whatever decision he makes, um, you know, I, I back him. I mean, I run that Gadsden flag on my car because I believe people have the right to choose what they think is best. And, and, and um, yeah, I, I thought that took a lot for him to, uh, to do that. And I have a lot of admiration for him. But how about for you personally? Oh, so, um, so yeah, I looked at that. And, um, but like anyone in, a, in a contact sports today, and like Brian France said, this is a contact sport. That's part of what makes it so much fun. Um, you have to look at the, the risks. And fortunately, because of all the work that people have done, um, I can stand here 100% healthy. And you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I don't know if that, that was possible. This was. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, that's, a, that's one of the factors in my decision. Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Carl, help me out a little confused here. You, you talked earlier about what you live for. You talk about 40 laps to go, 30 yeah. laps to go, 20 laps to go at Homestead. And this is something you, you, you've done all your yeah. life. You've been programmed to do this. So I think the confusion is, is what else is there that you live for that gives you a similar type of sensation right. that you are no longer going to have on the track? I mean, is it Farmer Carl? Is it, is it something? What is it about you? Or what, what, are you what is it that you're looking forward to that's going to provide that, right. uh, fill in that, that gap to some degree? So I hope, I hope you'll accept that, that uh, I just, I don't really, I don't have that all figured out yet. And to me, that's OK. I'm at peace with that. I know if I lay out those three reasons that I, that I listed, if you put those together, you add them up, it adds up to this. This is the, the right thing. And you know, not to, I mean, life's short. You, you, you got to do what your gut tells you. And, um, and I have a feeling I'll, I'll find something. And um, if I don't make Coach too mad, if, if I don't, maybe he'll have me back. Nate. Uh, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Uh, Two-part question, Carl, kind of following up on that. And I just want to clarify, I know you said that there is no manufacturer out there that has offered you some ungodly sum of money. So just to put on the record, you have not had contact with any other manufacturer, any, any other teams about the future. So no, I have, I've had no, um, I don't, this, this is not a decision because I have something else lined up or the desire to go line something up. I can't tell you that while my phone's been off, I haven't got some offers or something crazy in there. I, I, I don't know. But I am not entertaining and have not contemplated anything else like that. Nothing. OK. And then to follow up on what you're saying about Coach Joe would be your first call, if you decide you want to come back and race, what do you think his response would be to that? Because obviously, <laughs> I, I don't know, right. to use a, a famous NASCAR team owner expression, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of room here at the end for you <laughs> going forward. So um, what happens if in 18 you decide you want to come back and you can't come back here? Well, if there's one thing I learned about Toyota is that Toyota makes sure that, um, that what they go do, they do well. And you know, we, we look at what Martin was able to do at Furniture Row, Barney Visser and those guys. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to start down this path. I don't, this is not my plan, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I'd be open to, to anything that involved Coach Gibbs, Toyota, and, and the people that, that, that make this thing work right now. I mean, this is, this is a cool deal. Go back to the right side of this room, and we have and I hope I'm not more minutes, speaking out of turn or anything. I hope I'm not. <laughs>
Tyler Burnett, uh, MRN. Last night, Kenza said he had no idea this was coming down. Did you associate yeah, me with, that too. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk to any of your peers or any of your teammates? And when you decided this moment, who was the first person you wanted to call and, and tell? Um, I think Matt was the first driver I talked to, and I woke him up. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's important for me. Uh, a, a number of drivers have reached out, and that means a lot. And if any of them want to talk to me about it or, or anything, I'd, I'd be glad to talk to any of them about it. Um, no, I mean, nobody in particular. But like I said, I have a ton of respect for my competitors. And um, I used to truly go with the idea that you show up at the racetrack with your own stuff, and they're your enemies, and you take your money home, and don't worry about them. And I've learned that it's just it's, it's not like that. You can, you can go out and compete and appreciate that competition and be respectful off the track. And I've learned that from, from my competitors. So I, I got nothing but love for those guys and girls. And if, if there's anything I can do for them, I will. I think we have time for about three more, guys. Three more? Is that right? Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> I don't drink a lot, but I may start after this. <laughs> hey, Carl, Doug Rice, PRN. You've only got about three more of these to answer. Hey, um, events like this are a big part of a driver's career. How would you characterize Carl Edwards' relationship with the people in this room, with the media, over your term of your career? Um, Okay, so from the beginning, racing for me was a, a struggle because we didn't have money to race. And um, I understood the relationship between the media and the team and the drivers for that matter. And you guys deliver our sport to people. Um, if I'm not at the track, I will be reading your articles and watching your shows and, and watch, I mean, I'm going, I'm going to now be, you know, um, I'm gonna be living or, you know, being a part of the sport through you guys. But my point is, is that without you guys, the sport doesn't get to the people. And, um, and I've always felt that way. And yeah, I mean, I've, we've had, I've had a lot of, you know, talks with a lot of you in the room and we've been through a lot together and, and, um, but I have a lot of respect for you guys. And, and I, I don't know, um, you know, I hope you guys feel the same. Come back here, Bob and go with Chris. Um, Carl, when a lot of us were trying to figure out why, why now, you know, there's maybe some speculation or some thought, well, maybe you start trying to renegotiate your deal and an extension to stay here, or maybe yeah. it was the caution flag that brought out, um, that bunched everybody up at Homestead. Is, were, were there any frustrations or anything that you're like, man, this is just going to be, I just don't want to do it anymore? Right. Um, so people say you're mad at NASCAR. I was like, well, not any more mad than I normally am at NASCAR. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's just, it's, I mean, um, no offense, Mike and everybody. <laughs> I mean, but but let's. The the deal is is that. Um, let, let me say this: as recently as as Vegas, I sat down across the table at breakfast, just me and and Brian France, and we had an unbelievable talk. There's never been more open communication between the drivers and NASCAR, and I can assure you this: Lisa, Brian, Mike, Richard Buck, everybody, they want this sport to be the, be the best it can be, just like all of us, and. And if there's anything I can do to help them, I'd be glad to do it. So um, that answers part of it. I think there was another part you asked me. Uh, have you started to talk about any sort of contract extension before? No, this has nothing to do with any contract negotiations or anything like that. Um, yeah, this is not a money deal, guys. I mean, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I like getting paid. That's great. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I've never, it's never been in my whole career. I mean, I didn't, if I was, Looking for the sure bet to make a living, I would not have picked racing. That was 
but so so this isn't this isn't some sort of thing to negotiate more money. Okay, we're gonna go to Chris, Jim, and then finish with Ryan. Chris Nightcatchfans.com. Carl, your fans on social media last night and yesterday were outpouring, emotional, <laughs> said that they were sad and frustrated and met and some of them were angry, but yeah. they respected you and they understood that you made the decision to walk away. Yeah. What's your legacy with your fan base and what do you encourage them to do moving forward? Okay, so when I started racing, there weren't a lot of fans. I mean, there weren't this many people at the racetrack usually. And, um, and so as it got going, um, early in my career with Jack, when we were on fire and everything was great. And I thought, well, that's just how it is. People love you, you know. And, and then I went through some years where it wasn't so good. And I, I'm not joking. The fans, I realized they were a part of my team. They're a part of what I do. I was at some racetrack. I was having a really bad day. I hadn't won a race for a year and a half or something. And someone came up to me with all their 99 gear on, and they said, you're one of the best drivers in the garage. Don't you get down. I see you walking around like that. You need to go out there and kick everybody's butt. I mean, they, and I thought, huh, I needed that. I mean, it meant something. And so um, I've learned to really, really appreciate the fans. And, um, and so that's cool. And I, it, it does mean a lot. I did get a lot of people asking. I mean, people were, I felt like people were, in the last day since Tom broke this, um, a lot of people were worried about my health and stuff like that. That meant a lot. Of people are actually concerned, and um, so that's it, that's really really cool. All right, Jim Otter, and then we'll finish with Ryan McGee. Jim Otter, Motorsport.com. Carl, uh, there seems to be a lot of people who just find it hard to accept that that you are in such a good position that you could still accomplish a whole lot. Yeah. But when I first met you was when you came into the truck series, and you were the guy who had been walking around with his business card just trying to get a job when you look it from your perspective is this more than you ever expected <laughs> yes yeah I don't know how to explain it I mean it's literally like living a dream I've lived a I mean it, and yeah it is it's more than I've ever expected I've accomplished more than I ever dreamed of accomplishing I have a satisfaction um, that I, I don't know how to express. And it's just because it's, it's been such a challenge. And you guys know how that is. I mean, you guys have all, everybody in this room has worked hard at something and been nervous and insecure and, but kept digging and, and, and learned all those lessons. And then you get, you get to a point where you're like, I've done this, this is great. And that, that is way more than I ever expected. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm very satisfied with that. All right, last question from Ryan here. Uh, Carl, we've Thanks, talked Jim. about the fans, we've talked about us, we've talked about the teammates. What's been the reaction at home to this? <laughs> I've had the most support ever. Um, I am so fortunate. Um, I think everything truly happens for a reason. I really, I really do. And um, I think that early on in my career, I used to sit. I mean, I remember sitting there being so upset and so frustrated because it's something I wanted so bad and it wasn't working and I struggled and uh, just like anybody who's working at something hard. Um, and now I look back on those times and I realize that those are the times that the friendships were forged, that the people that I could depend on were apparent and, and those people are still there for me. And I mean, literally, I don't think they care if I'm standing on the podium with one of Jimmy's trophies, or um, you know, sitting in the tractor, you know, or or anything. I think they're they're truly my friends, and their support's been unbelievable. All right, we appreciate it. Unless you All right, any yeah. Closing remarks. Yeah, just um, 
just thank you guys. Thank you guys immensely. All of you, you guys have done so much for me. And um, who knows what the future holds. If anybody has any ideas, I'm, I'm, I'm open. And um, I'll see you guys around. And uh, just have a great season. I will be watching the Daytona 500. It's very exciting what you guys have going on, what NASCAR has going on. I think the, the sport has a really bright future. The, uh, the partnership with Monster is something that's really exciting. It's, uh, it's cool that they came on board. And um, just uh, hope everybody has a great year. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody.